Hi, this is Sam Lagana with the Los Angeles Rams. Who's house? You're listening to the Los Angeles Rams UK Podcast. Undenied worldwide, the Los Angeles Rams. It doesn't get any better than this. Let's go Rams! Hello and welcome to Los Angeles Rams UK Podcast, episode 62. This evening, I'm joined by Chris, who's back making a welcome appearance. Hey, evening, Chris. How are we, me? Okay? You're not too bad at all. Thanks very much. How, yourself? How have we done 62 of these? Eh? <laughs> wow. With, without being censored or, or dropped <laughs> off the platform. No, I'm um, all good. Thank you. Yourself? Excellent. Yes. Can't complain. Can't complain. It's, uh, it's, it's good to talk about uh, Rams football every week, to be honest, on a regular basis. It's, uh, it's not something that a lot of people get to do. It, you know, in the UK, face to um, not face to face, obviously, but uh, with a regular group of people, it's uh, it's quite pleasant. It is indeed. So I, I think what we it's a bit of a shortened version this time because obviously the Rams are on the uh, the bye week. So I, I, what we really wanted to do was have a look at some of the week eleven results that affected our standing. Have a look at the playoff picture. Any news on players, and then I suppose we better look ahead to the the game in Green Bay. Why the devil not? Indeed. So, Chris, I think the game to take first from week 11 is the Green Bay versus Minnesota Vikings game. Yeah, a very interesting game. So, obviously, for the results to come out the way it came out, I didn't see that one, if I'm truthfully honest with you, to the fact that I had Mr. Rogers as my quarterback in one of my fantasy teams. Okay. uh, Which, he got some healthy points, but... uh, I wasn't expecting them to lose that one, if I'm honest. No, and it, you know, it's, it's, obviously it's, 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 it's a tough game. Um, the Vikings will play hard against the Packers. But I was just looking at the stats, actually, and neither team really went to the rush at all. The Vikings, I think, if I tossed these up, I think they rushed about 25 times or something like that. No, no, nearly 29 times. So there's 29, yeah. Yeah, so they were keeping the Packers honest, but they didn't make that many yards at all. I think they, they didn't. Neither team broke a hundred yards total. Ninety on yards on the ground rushing. Yeah, and that's always something that. And I think if you if you take it all the way back to the playoff game that we had with them, it they are very good on the run, and I don't know if that's for some teams take will look at their secondary and actually think they can attack that more than the lines and just abandon the run? Or are they a very good run defence? I, I, I can't answer that question because I don't watch them intensely enough to answer that. But I, I suppose those are the two things that I look at there. And actually, but then then you look at attempts and, and things and, and targets on the, on the passing that are from the Vikings. You're still looking at only, what, 30-odd targets? It's an interesting game. And when you actually look at the... The box scores. Green Bay scored two touchdowns in the last quarter, so they they were fighting to come back into the game, which the Vikings had obviously consistently gone across across the actual board on on the game. But yep. this this season, and I think we'll go through it when we look at some of the other results. I don't when you actually look at the spread betting and things like that. I don't even think you can pick that on some of these games at the moment because you just got no day, idea who's going to beat who. No, and I, I mean, was was taught it, talking off air a second ago, and it does seem to have been a strange season with um, lots of teams beating teams that 
you expect to win. Point in case, the Texans beating the Titans. Yeah, it's just it's just a crazy... I mean, with the, a team that we get beaten by to a team that we have beaten. <laughs> and then it, it, flips on, it flips on its head. And I think that's potentially how it can be at the moment. It's a flip of a... When they do the coin toss at the start of the game, they might as well hmm. do a coin toss who actually is going to win it. Because <laughs> <laughs> you, you've got no idea. And again, for, for teams that are, are within a losing... And, and we'll probably end on a losing losing record like the Texans. To pull a result off against the Titans, yes, the Titans have lost their biggest weapon, being the monster. This is Mr. Henry. We get, we all know that. But even so, it's still a, some result from them where the Texans are in a little, little bit of disarray, aren't they, this year? And they yes. have no idea where, where that franchise is, is going, if I'm honest, because they've, they've probably got an MVP quarterback that doesn't want to play and they, they won't play. Where he turns up, uh, I don't know. But just scrolling down the results, you 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 look at it and you think, "Wow!" And, and what's going on? And like, I didn't see, I didn't see that the the, uh, the Raiders getting beat to the Bengals. Which again, the Bengals are, have got a winning record. I can't remember the last time I've ever said that. Do you yes. know what I mean? It's just a it's a crazy old season. But um, we'll potentially go into it a little bit deeper when you actually look at the playoff picture. It's the same old faces. Yes, yes. Uh, I think the other game to pick out really was the Cardinals beating Seattle, um, which was not unexpected, but it's always nice to no. see um, Seahawks get Yeah, and they're like the team that I hate the most. I know the 49ers are the ones that you hate, but I hate the Seahawks, and I think that's just for a, a general thing of why I just don't like Pete Carroll. It's just one of them faces that you, you want to punch. Um <laughs> But they, they, I don't, you don't, I don't see Russell Wilson sticking around there if they go through this again. I mean, how old is and, he and now? Is he 33, 34? I'm not sure, but for a, would, I don't, and I get, again, last year they they pushed us and whatever else, but I don't think you would have ever said a Seahawks would have a three and seven record. No. That's just, that's a, that's a, a franchise in disarray. And there's been coaches lose their job. On a record like that. Now, yeah, Pete Carroll, this probably is his last job potentially. But yeah, there's a there's a big big issue there. And it's the first time in his career Russell Wilson's been on a three game losing streak. Oh, my heart bleeds. I know, I'm so gutted for the guy. And so the fact that he actually got married about ten miles away from my house as well really annoys me even more. <laughs> he might as well have camped out on your front garden yeah it's like why come to Cheshire go away <laughs> it's a big world why come here it's a personal affront <laughs> and then obviously the Niners sneaked out a win against the Jaguars obviously 30 points to 10 which isn't really sneaking but um, they seem to be turning something around there don't they yeah they, they, they seem to have well put it this way when they get George Kittle turning how he needs to play that's when they turn up effectively. So if they can get him playing well, they can get a quarterback playing well, whoever that is at the quarterback position, they, they do seem to be able to to turn it on. And, and they are obviously sitting behind us in the division, which you've always got to keep an eye over your shoulder because you just don't know what's going to happen next. But I think we've, we'd like to say that we've definitely got that second space held down. But they're always, and they are always there, just keeping us honest, which... Again, isn't a bad thing, I don't think. 
No, definitely not. It's, um, and we've, we've still got to play them again, obviously. Yeah, we've not played anybody twice in the division yet. We've got to play them all again yet. Yeah, it's normally until the back end of the season, isn't it, when we end up doing that? Yes, yes. It's That's how it usually works. And that'll be, yeah, that'll, that'll keep us honest, if nothing else. So um, I don't think there's any other results that we, we need to go through. Those are the, the main ones for no, us. No, I think we've pretty much covered all yeah. those. I think the other one, which, again because I, I like sticking the knife in where I can. The Saints got beat, which is always nice. Ah. And as as you know, and, and as people that have listened for a long time, my brother-in-law is, is a Saints fan. So there was the, the odd text message sent there. I never got a reply, funny enough. Oh, dear. <laughs> he's not sulking, is he, already? Well, if he's a Saints fan. Of course they sulk. They probably, <laughs> they probably filed a lawsuit because they got beat. God knows. Has he has he broken out his paper bag again yet? Yeah, there'll be a march and there'll be a lawsuit and yeah, definitely. Dear, bless them all. Um, just just picture us doing that tomahawk ride, that chopper ride. <laughs> I, I do love that gif for uh, replying to lots of things on on Twitter. Actually, it's it is fantastic. <laughs> right, so I think that moves us in, into the playoff picture. To be honest, Chris and. You know, look, looking at the the four division leaders, you've got the Cardinals on on nine and two, you've got the Packers on eight and three, and then you've got the Bucks and the Cowboys on seven and three apiece. And then the fifth ranked team in the in the NFC is still us on seven and three, which which is still it's, it's not a bad position to be in. You know, seven and, and three is a good record. Yeah, and it's actually quite a wide. And and in the in the NFL situation, it is a wide gap to the fact that you've then got the Saints and the Vikings on five and five. Mm-hmm. So it's a two game two game swing effectively in hand in that position. So you'd like to obviously hope that when you look at it in a decent position, do you know what I mean? Obviously, we, you, you don't know what's going to happen in this league this year, as we've just said, but. It's a, it's a nice place to be from what I can see so far. Yeah, and as much as we decry the fact that we've we've lost some games that we really shouldn't have lost, or we didn't feel we should have lost, you know, we are seven and three. And our preseason predictions that we all put in as a team, you know, we all had us either eight and two or seven and three at this at this point. We we, we can't be too upset about where we are because this is where we said we thought we were going to be. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it gives, the, this bye week has hopefully had, given the players an opportunity to actually rest up, get their heads back in the playbook, train together. Obviously, we've had a couple of additions. Hopefully, Odell Beckham has been into that playbook. He's started talking to the players a bit more. And, and hopefully, he can get involved a lot more this coming game. Is this when he's not tweeting about that he's actually getting paid in Bitcoin because that completely baffled my mind because I'm really struggle on when it comes to Bitcoin. That kind of is, a, is away from my mind. And apparently part of his salary, I don't know if it's a publicity stunt, is actually being paid in Bitcoin. Right. There does that help? Does that help us with the salary cap or anything? I'm not quite sure if that's a complete genius way of doing it or what. <laughs> because in, in theory, if they had agreed to pay him, let's keep numbers simple, one Bitcoin then the value of that Bitcoin can go up or down. So Very much so. So is that a very, very clever way of doing it? I do not know. 
Well, it's not if it goes down. He's, he's um, <laughs> that's on him, though, isn't it? Strangling himself, isn't he? If, if that happens, but um, I don't think I, he needs the money, though, does he? I, I don't know what his contract has been, but I, I suspect he's not short of a few dollars. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think when you look at the playoff picture, we're in a good position. There's plenty of games to play. However, like you said, we all predicted we would be where we are now, and be interesting, and I think we should, and this is again going a little bit deeper into our predictions for maybe the following season, but we actually predict the division results, okay. and then we could try and show, give ourselves the idea of where we are in the division as well as our own record. Maybe something to think about further on down the line if anyone would be interested in You've got too much time think. on your hands, Chris. I wish I did. But, uh, that's that's an interesting one actually. I know, I know we sort of dropped the um, the sky predictions this year. I think that was more inadvertent than anything else. But um, that might be something to go for as well as as like a a tie break for mm. the end of the season. Future thought. Okay, so I, mean, I, I think we're still on track. I mean, I I, I I don't really want to change my prediction from eleven and six. Uh, I feel fairly confident that we can we can hit that number. Did I, I go if, twelve and four? 12, I hope you went 12 and 5, actually, Chris. 12 and 5, games. sorry. You did. Yeah, you've, you've, you've predicted another three losses in the back end of the season, uh, as have I. I've got, we've, both lo- we've both got us losing to the Packers, and we've both got us losing to the Ravens. But you've picked the Cardinals, and I've picked the Vikings for losses. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm not okay with that, obviously. No. But I think I'm okay with my pick. You understand what I mean? I, I understand what you mean. It's not it's not easy to say that you're, you're, yeah. sticking, you're sticking to your guns on this. Yeah, yeah. So obviously, we'd, we'd like to see us win more than four games. I'd like to see us win them all. <laughs> well, that, that would be fantastic. And I, I, I don't quite see that because I, I think we discussed it a little bit last last week in so much as that we, we seem to think that Matthew Stafford has an injured thumb and he's not playing it. 100% at the moment, which which is a concern. And I think this leads us quite nicely into talking about some of the players that we, we are potentially due back soon. Apparently, Leonard Floyd had a con, was part of the concussion protocol after the 49ers game, but he's expected to come back for this game? Yeah, I was reading that myself. I think he's uh, on the mend, shall we say. And I think the bye week in relation to him and, and others have come back. It's come at the right time. Because he could have obviously missed a game, but because we had the bye week, it's given him an extra yep. seven days to clear that protocol. Yeah, and Dante Dion um, is progressing well with his hamstring, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's no date, or, or we don't know when he'll be back on the back of that. Justin Hollins is potentially only a week away from being taken off the inactive roster. Yeah, I wasn't aware of that one was was so close, if I'm honest. I thought that was going to be a little bit longer term. But again, shows that, that good progress is being made. And obviously the rehab that they're all doing is is right, which I think we may have been, well, what's the word? Like we haven't maybe brought players back as quickly or maybe brought players back too quickly previously. Yeah. So you'd like to hope that they're, they're obviously doing it in the right way and, and moving people through when they should do, really. Yeah, you know that's a positive. I think it was. I think Sean McVeigh said at the back end of September that um, Hollings was on a eight to ten week track to come back, and I believe this week is week eight. Okay. So any time now he could be 
reactivated. Um, and I think that'd be a that'd be a great boost for the team. No, it will be. And again, it's any any player coming back from an injury that you know hopefully will make an impact is a boost, isn't it? And Definitely. We we saw some snippets from him when he was there, so it can only be another addition. And Sebastian Joseph Day, a um, little bit unclear to to when he might be back though. So I, I'd love I'd love to see him come back fit and healthy before the end of the season, potentially for that playoff run. Because I, yeah. I think he, he he was making great strides this season. He was yeah one of one of those unsung heroes. I think he he is he's, he's, he does his bit inside where, and he does the nitty gritty stuff and the and the dirty stuff that no one really sees. Yep. Um. Yeah. Good. 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 Li- good lineman there that is obviously stood next to AD doing the bits that give AD the room. That's the and we've spoke about that numerous occasions. But he he definitely does his does his bit. And and apparently Mr. Rogers stubbed his little toe. Oh, oh such oh, a shame for him. At the, the weekend, yeah. So he's he's in a little bit of pain apparently. Well. And so, then maybe he, he may not have been able to go to the ER because he wasn't vaccinated. So he, he might not be as mobile as he would like to be this coming weekend. I don't think he is as mobile as potentially he wants or has been. Mm-hmm. And from what I've seen so far, he, he I wouldn't say he's a, as little of, well, I say as little mobile as, as Tom Brady, but I did see Tom Brady make a run in the game that the Bucks did last night and then completely two-foot someone as a UK football analogy. And he definitely got a red card for that one and he stood up and celebrated like he scored the winning World Cup goal. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, you, I don't think... Aaron Rodgers will always be elusive in the pocket. That's what he does. But I definitely don't think it's as much as it has been previously. No. But he's an, he's an ageing quarterback, so it's not going to be... Yeah, I mean, I think he's, he's still got the skill. Um, he's just maybe not got the the physical attributes to pull it all off like he used to be able to do. And I think I was reading somewhere else, I think it was our Tom um, was tweeting that um, Green Bay potentially missing three of their own line. Oh, interesting. So hopefully, if Leonard Floyd's back, if Aaron Donald's um, on form, if Mr. Von Miller is... Um, up to scratch and up for it, and uh, it could be time to eat. <laughs> and uh, particularly with it being Thanksgiving weekend, wouldn't that be delicious? <laughs> Look at that for a segue. Hey, I'm full of it here, full of it. So, uh, any other news from Green Bay from your side there, Chris? Do you think? You uh, I'm not. I'm not in relation to news, but the one thing I am looking at at the moment, which is. I don't know if it's sad or, or interesting, but I'm actually just looking at the weather for Green Bay this weekend. And it looks cold. Yeah, and on their last game, I think snow was obviously on the fall, wasn't it? So yes. it'd be interesting to uh, see what effect that potentially have. And that was always a thing that we spoke about when we had Mr Goff as our quarterback, that he potentially struggled in the in the cold weather central East Coast games. Um, if Stafford isn't having problems with his hands, which I think is always going to be an issue if it's cold, I don't think that would affect him as much because he's lived in Detroit for so long. Yes. And and it's cold there too. <laughs> um, he, he may not be fully accustomed with the heat of, of LA as of yet, which is probably he'd be quite happy going back to the, to the cold. So no, I don't think that's going to have much of an effect. But 
I had I obviously I predicted this one down as a loss, but I think it, it's a good game to come back for for I think for us after a bye because you it's not that you wouldn't concentrate on any other game as you come back into it, but you're coming back into the Packers and that always has that little bit of a bite to it. Not that mm-hmm. we've got a massive rival with them, but it they were as you would look at it, maybe in the, the years gone by, they're a top five, top ten franchise. So it has that big pull to it. Do you know what I mean? Indeed. Very much so. I mean, I mean both the Rams and the Packers have been around for a long while. Mm. And I've I've as as is custom, I've pulled up the head to head stats. And it's really even. You know, we've played them ninety three times over the years. And we actually lead the series forty six forty five. And two okay. ties. Interesting. So, you know, it, it, it's one of the longer-standing um, rivalries, um, head-to-heads, um, you know, 93 games. It's, you know, same, pretty much the same as we played the Chicago Bears over the years. Oh, so, okay. so that's what happens when you're, you're a long-standing franchise that yeah, yeah. churns out a lot of games. And, uh, so I was, I, was, I was surprised to see that we actually lead the series by the skin of our teeth. But uh, there you go. So uh, 9.25 kickoff. So hopefully the and game it's just, should... It's on Sky. Is it? Has it just come yeah. up? I'm on the NFL website now. And you've obviously got the two Thanksgiving games. Three. You've got three Thanksgiving games. Sorry, because one's tripped over into Friday. Three Thanksgiving games all on Sky. And then it says Game Pass for all of them, except for the um, Titans-New England game... And then it says us. Ah. So we are on Sky Sports for what it says, 925 kickoff. Breaking news, folks. Breaking news. Breaking news. There you go. So that's that's every Game Pass subscriber crying. Yeah. Um, if Apologies. You don't have, if you don't have the Sky Sports subscription as well, which, which may, it gets pricey having both Sky and Game Pass, doesn't it? But um, I, I've, I've just about managed it for the last few seasons. <laughs> No, I, I don't have Game Pass myself, but um, not to uh, incriminate myself, I still get the opportunity to see games that aren't on Sky. Let's move on, Tony. Let's move on. <laughs> Moving on swiftly. <laughs> what else did we have to talk about? I, I know we're recording on a Tuesday evening, and it's, that's that's not the norm for us, and it's probably going to be a shorter podcast than normal. So I, I did put out for some social media questions, then we can sort of wrap up, and if you've got anything else you want to cover, we can, we can come back around. Yeah. So go to Michael Woods on Facebook. Thank you, Michael, for your question. Have the Titans simply set a roadmap of how to beat the Rams? And is this an example of putting all of our eggs in one basket, i.e. lack of depth and special teams? Initial thoughts there, Chris? I, I don't think it's a hidden fact the way that we play. I don't think Sean McVay is going to change in a bye week. He's going to do exactly that. The playbook isn't going to change. People will have probably have seen 55, 75% of the playbook, 50%, 50, 75% of the playbook so far this season. You'd like to hope they're always holding a few plays back that are going to throw teams off. But that that's the, the, the task of any NFL coach, NFL player, is to pick away against another team. So... I don't think they found the re- the one way to beat us. I think it's a way that we've now got to look at how other teams are actually going to set up against us. You've got to, fl- for me, you've got to flip it. 
so if they if we think they've got a way of beating us, then you've got to look at a way of how you then beat them. Yeah, how you how you I, counter that. Exactly, yeah. And I don't I don't I don't see us I don't know, and I, I was thinking about this earlier. I actually saw the question to it. I actually was was thinking about it before, and I don't see Sean McVeigh changing his way. And, and we've all had our, our our talk about it, and that sometimes he may abandon the run too quick, and and all that kind of thing. But I don't think he's going. That is that just how he is. And we I heard on the on previous pods that I haven't been on. People have been saying, should we take him away from the play calling and all that kind of thing, but he's not going to, it's, it's, it's his baby in the end of the day and it's his project. And Les Snead has given him every piece to the puzzle to go ahead and, and try and put that project forward. So in relation to depth, have we all gone too, too big, too quick? I, I, I don't know. You could say that about a lot of teams, couldn't you? You could probably even say that about the Cardinals or some of their acquisitions. It's an interesting one, but, I see us moving forward. I see us progressing. And and you've got to look at, you've also got potential players like we've spoken about there coming back into the fold, which will actually open things up even further. Exactly like we said about, obviously, Von Miller coming into the fold. He, he may not have had a, a great debut, but again, he didn't have that much time to learn the playbook. He's had a full bye week. OBJ is obviously going to be doing what he's doing now. I still can't actually believe he plays for our franchise because of how big of a character he is. Um, and, you, and again, it's you look back to the, the Super Bowl run that we had previously when we brought in Sue and people like that, and there's definitely that feel around it. But we, I feel like we just need that massive game. And yes, there's nothing to say. Game. Yeah, and I think that was the Chiefs game, potentially, in that run. Okay. And for me, but it, it feels like we just need that massive, right, here we go, bang, we are on track here now. And I, there's no reason why that can't come in Green Bay. Excellent. That sounds good to me. And I think the thing that we've picked up over the last few weeks is that we can't abandon the run. We've we've got a, a couple of decent options there. And we've, we've got to keep the Packers honest, which, you know, if, if, we, keep, if we don't abandon the run and we keep at it, that will open up. Definitely. And that's what we've always done. Yeah. We've always had the run option, and we always had, if you you go back a few more years, the the Todd Gurley situation, because you always had that threat, and he was probably the best running back in the league at the time, it was then freed up because you... and And I suppose that's... I'm just sort of thinking now as I'm speaking, is that the issue with how well Cooper Cuff has potentially played this season, that we're abandoning the run because we are using the, in inverted commas, the Todd Gurley effect as the double teams on him rather than on a running back? Interesting. I don't know. Maybe we're looking at it and they're looking at it a flip side. So they're actually looking to see actually how can we get him as the people to focus on and he's good enough still to catch the ball but we're happy to then pass it elsewhere. And that's why we've obviously brought in who we've brought in. And yeah. I, I think, I think we did lose that, that receiving option because we, we had two excellent receivers in Woods and Cup. And as much as Udo Beckham Jr. is, is great. He's, he's, 
he's not a part of the team yet. He doesn't know the playbook. There isn't the trust between the players. Yes, yeah. and he's he, not Robert Woods. Robert Woods obvious. was so much more than yes. a wide receiver. He was yeah. a blocker probably more times than he received the ball. Well, we, I don't we see Odell this. Beckham doing that. No, we discussed that on the on the podcast quite a few weeks ago where Cup and Woods had a, a scorebook between them where they scored as much for a good block exactly, points-wise yeah. as, as they did for a touchdown. And just to have that unofficial rivalry between yeah, them yeah. is fantastic. And uh, it, is, it is a great loss. And I hope, he, I hope he does manage to come back at some point. And, um, well, that's it. I don't know, obviously, what is... I really don't know what the time frame is on him. Potentially, other people may be able to tell me better than that. And again, in relation to, to the Cam Akers situation, would we get him back into a playoff run? I don't know. That could, again, that could be the ignition that, that we need. I mean, Cam Akers intimated when Beckham signed that it wouldn't be long before he was back as like a, a smiley, winky face, something. Okay. Um, I think it was on Instagram, which I, I don't frequent. I, I know <laughs> you do, um, but it's, it's not somewhere I, I, I go. But uh, it would be great. That'd be a great Philip for the team to actually yeah. get Cam Akers back. And I think that could be the thing that pushed us on if we knew he was close. I mean, you know, we could, we could get there into the playoffs for him in a decent position. So one of the other things I did want to slip in, actually, I did drop you a note about this, Chris, but Matt LaFleur, since he joined the Green Bay Packers two and a half years ago, has not lost back-to-back games. Which is quite a, quite a stat, really, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, the last two seasons have gone 13-3, and three, and they're currently 8-3. and three. So... Well, there's, could... there's, one other, there's one other thing to say with that, though, isn't there? Go on, then. Records are there to be broken. Excellent, top man, except, top man. Except the stat when we're winning at halftime. <laughs> You're not supposed to say that, Chris. You're just supposed to refer to it as the stats. Sorry, apologies. Which, which means you have to take a drink. Oh, finished it. <laughs> <laughs> it's unusual for somebody else to have a pint in front of them, and it not be me. But uh, not this evening. So uh, the the other question we have across on um, Twitter is from. Um, um, JavaScript, as he shall ever be known. And I think we've covered a lot of this, to be fair. What are you hoping to see from us coming out of the bye week? Um, more active run game or adaptive play calling from McVeigh? And I think the um, the main thing that we, we've talked about is, is is really the active run game and sticking with it. Yeah, I think so. And and, and it's, it's not... I don't even think it's sticking with the run game. I think it's a sticking with your plan. And that, and that's more of a it, you've you've got a move between the two phases of the offense, so it, it's more not abandoning plan A too soon, rather than just abandoning the run because that may be part of plan A. You don't know. Do you know what I mean? It's it's making sure that you don't panic too quickly, and you you can blink click of the fingers against a pack a very good Packers team, which this isn't the worst team I've ever seen. They've got a few injuries and and COVID has hit them and, and, and a few doubts and so on. But click of the fingers and they, they can be 14, 21 nil up with with an interception in there. Do you know what I mean? That they, they can turn it quite quick. So you can't panic too soon. You've got to make sure you're sticking with the plan, sticking with the game plan and moving that ball down the field. And is that through the run? Is that through the air? It's whatever you basically put out to do. And it's that's just the way I would look at it. And, and, 
every every possession's a two minute drill. That's how you, you know, affect, surely you've got to play it. And that, that's a bit of a departure from the conversations we've had over the last few weeks, though, Chris, because one of the biggest criticisms of Sean McVeigh has been that he doesn't have a plan B. Yeah. Or he's, he hasn't had a plan B. And I suppose that's slightly different from what you're saying is that don't, a plan, don't abandon plan A straight away as something goes wrong. Yeah. But the, the criticism has been that he's not obviously gone, well, that's not working, I'm going to do this instead. Well, that's it, yeah, and it's it's understand that it's been a little bit more scattergun, hasn't it, to the then what is after plan A? You've got to make sure that you've got plan A, plan B, plan C in mind, but don't abandon plan A too soon. And yeah, again, the criticism of Sean McVeigh is that he he doesn't seem to be adapt adaptive enough during the game. And um, and we can probably talk about that for another half hour uh, mm-hmm. about where 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 the faults may lie. But um, I'm I'm hopeful for this game uh, against Green Bay. I think it, I think it has the potential to be a a decent matchup. And um, well, that's it. And, and again, it's, it's been picked, and I think it'll be classed as America's game of the week because it'll obviously be on the time it's on and in in the time it is on the, on the Sunday. And it, it, it's got that kind of blockbuster feel about it, and it can do, I suppose, because it's the, the Rams obviously doing what they're doing, and then and then the Aaron Rodgers effect in the Green Bay and the silly cheeseheads. So it's, do you know what I mean? It's it's got that feel about it. It could definitely explode into into a classic. So I'm hoping that's what's going to happen, and and it'll be us on the on getting the W. I'm just looking actually the the Seahawks play on. Monday evening against the Washington football team. Uh-huh. And a bit of a surprise here. The 49ers play the Vikings. Oh, okay. Um, so that's a bit of a, a switch of opponents from the last time we were out playing the 49ers, and obviously the Vikings have just beaten the Packers. Oh, yeah. Okay. Interesting. Uh, but the Vikings and then the Cardinals are on the bye week, aren't they? Yes, yes. But the Vikings and Niners are both on five and five. As I was trying to explain to my son whilst we were watching Red Zone this week and he was asking what happens if there's a draw. It got very complicated trying um, to explain the overtime rules to a seven-year-old. Oh, <laughs> Have you got time to explain it to me, Chris? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it just takes some time, doesn't it? But uh, yeah, he, he, not as bad as um, college football, though, because didn't the other weekend somebody go seven periods of overtime? Oh, my goodness, me. Yeah, well, uh, the game's long enough without that without that type of shenanigans. <laughs> no, I've been uh, seeing a few things of, of, and again, there'll be probably some people on this pod that do follow him, maybe not. Paul Brown, he is the voice of the Cleveland Browns over in the UK, very heavily into his Instagram followers and, and any other social media that will listen. Um, and he's over in Cleveland at the moment, so he's putting out, and he was at a college game, and from what I didn't realise in Cleveland, it's the fifth biggest stadium in the world. Okay. For the college football, and it was full, and it's just mm-hmm. like it's just on a different level to what we can ever imagine in this yeah. country. Yeah. And it's just unreal to see that the whole town city comes out to support that level of sport. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it, it, it true. It truly is unbelievable that. What is is in effect an amateur sport mm. uh, gets that level of support. Yeah, I've played amateur football all my life. I've never had that many people watching. 
Have you broken double figures? How dare you? <laughs> but have you? Yes. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> if, you if you include the pets. Uh, anything else, Chris? Nothing else from me. Good to be back on. I see us having a good game with a... But I think it'll be close on Sunday. Yep. Oh, do, you, do you want to give some numbers? You're usually quite keen on um, giving us your, your numbers on this. Oh, you've thrown me there. I need to think. This is where I struggle with my maths. 33-28. Oh. Don't even, know, don't even know if you can do that, but hey, there you go. It, it, sound, it sounds feasible. Um, yeah. Okay, that's that's interesting. I'm, that's quite a high-scoring game. Mm. Um, I, I don't know. Cause I, I think with it being cold weather, I think it might be lower scoring. Yes. 24-21 in our favour. That's still quite high score. It's, it's not as high as yours. <laughs> it's only a touchdown difference each. Each. That's a whole 14 <laughs> points, Chris. Right. Well, um, if we've got nothing else to add, I, I, I suggest we wrap it up this evening and I, <laughs> I, I thank you for your time. No, thank you. Good to have a good to be back and uh, I will be back soon enough if you'll have me. Oh, of course we will, Chris. It'd be it's good to have you, and yeah, I hope to have you back. Uh, uh, well, more of the team back again soon. Definitely so. Thanks, Chris. Take care, guys. Thanks for listening to this podcast. For more, make sure you follow the guys on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Los Angeles Rams UK, or head to LARams.UK for articles and merch. 